global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. The Bloomberg Futures Report brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures lower this morning with stocks still near their highest levels of the year as investors consider the capacity of central banks to boost global growth. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures down 11.5 points. Dow E-mini futures Futures down 87 and Nasdaq E-mini futures down 14. DAX in Germany is down 8 tenths percent. Ten-year Treasury up 9.30 seconds. The yield 1.92 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 1.3 percent or 48 cents to 36.70 a barrel. COMEX gold down 1 percent or 12 dollars 30 cents to 12.33 an ounce. The euro a dollar 11.11. The yen 112.80. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Uh, Karen, uh, thanks so much. It is a house of cards. We've avoided the hype and the hysteria about Valiant, but unfortunately this morning it's nothing but an implosion. The stock is down 19.5%. The call has just occurred. Joining us now, Cynthia Coons, who has followed this soap opera for Bloomberg News. She has her training from Penn State, uh, where she was really a major grizzled reporter for the Daily Collegian, and she joins us uh, right now. Cynthia, what did you learn in the call about the immediate desperation of Valiant? Well, I think what was most interesting about the call was how much they had to focus on debt and what they talked exactly. about. Exactly. And this was something totally different. They've always said, we're in compliance with our covenants, and they've moved on. It hasn't been a call where, in this instance, they talked about debt probably 30% of the time, and right. they came back to it. And <clears throat> one of the main issues is they talked about they're going to pay down more than $1.7 billion of debt. In December, they had said they were going to pay down more than $2.25 billion. So they've reduced their okay. expectations. Okay, but, but the basic idea is there's a trip point on equity price where debt becomes immediate. Are they anywhere near at $56 a share, the sell side's trip point where equity, the equity debt blend doesn't mix? I'm not sure about that metric precisely, but I do know that they are running into trouble in terms of when they file their 10K and what that means in terms of whether or not bondholders can yeah, call exactly. a default. Yeah. Now, what we know from having actually canvassed the market on this issue, we've been looking into this for quite some time, yeah. is it's unlikely to be a major problem for them. Usually, bondholders will give you a waiver and you can just keep going. You pay and <clears throat> yeah. you sort of work yeah. this out. They're a huge debt holder, okay. so it's in the debt market's interest to not let them default on right. that issue. Within but your reporting, of Mr. Ackman and the sell side and the believers and the disbelievers. Is this a story about revenue dynamics, no pricing, and real mystery about unit growth at the top line of the income statement? Or is this a balance sheet soap opera about investment deals gone bad? And some it's both. I think right now everyone's trying to get their head around where the earnings shortfalls are and why the numbers have changed so drastically. Is that on the income statement or on the balance sheet? That's what That's I want to know. That's on the income statement, but obviously everyone always knew that the balance sheet was heavily levered, so it's just a flow through. The balance sheet has always been secondary because the expectation has been that they've had these revenue levers that now it's unclear why they aren't able to pull them and why so much has changed from January mm-hmm. to now. And so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of concern that they had numbers in December reiterated in January Mike was gone it was only two months 
and he's come back and changed these numbers dramatically. Now, a lot has happened since he's been gone, but I think the magnitude of what they're doing here with the numbers has just really shocked investors and analysts, and it's just much worse than anyone had expected. Mike, three years out, $14 billion to $21 billion on debt. It, uh, it seems to be shocking to a lot of these analysts because Mike Pearson had some private calls with them, uh, some of them, uh, just a, a week or so a ago. A new low right and, now, by and the And now way. they have uh, gotten a completely different story. What's up with that? Yeah, you can hear the incredulity in their voice, voices. It sounds like when analysts get on, they're almost saying, hey, wait a minute. Some of them, their questions and the way they're phrasing them, mm-hmm. and what are you going to do about your credibility now? And what happened with Zyfaxin? And we thought those sales were going through Walgreens. And Zyfaxin is one of their, is actually their biggest drug at the moment. It's, um, it's a, a GI drug that they acquired through Salix last year. And, and so there's a lot of questions in terms of, hey, wait, hey, wait, what you've been telling us up to now just doesn't feel like it's stacking yeah. up. So you can just feel the tone. And I I think we'll see it. We we'll probably will see that and reflect, reflected in their notes and perhaps their price right. targets. I mean, some analysts still have two hundred dollar price targets on this stock. Yeah, good luck with that, um, mm-hmm. Cynthia. When you look at the ownership of this, uh, Mr. Ackman is the number two ownership. Ron Cunoff, uh, you know, the usual victims. Is this a four hundred one k institutional holding, or is it all? a set of holders who are in the game and understand it's a game in speculation. No, I think this is a widely held both stock and bond. I think where this this company becomes a major factor in in perhaps every anyone's 401k is that if you're someone's in a bond fund, those bonds, that's gonna, there's going to be a proportion of that that's invaluable because it's such a big debt issuer. So I think this stock and also just the, the sheer size of it, I think there are a lot of everyday investors who would get really significantly hurt if this company doesn't pull it off. And, you know, they sort of hinted at certain end games and someone asked the question, would you consider breaking it up? And Mike Pearson said, look, if things don't work out, we will have to consider other options, but, you know, we're not thinking about that yet. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're not thinking about it, but they're not avoiding it or dismissing it out of hand as though they're not mm-hmm. looking at the future as a potential breakup scenario, but that does still feel like a ways off in terms of what they're talking about today. Well, uh, break up or sell part of the company. They issued a lot of debt to pay for a lot of acquisitions. Could they sell some of those acquisitions to raise money to pay the debt? Sure. They're already flagging that. They said they're in talks to divest some non-core assets. They wouldn't really give enough clarity for us to know what exactly those assets are. Um, perhaps as the call's still going on, so perhaps there'll be more detail on that. But that's the um, that's the real question. I mean, what do they sell? I mean, Cynthia, good luck with this. I love the headline, Valiant Taking Walgreens Cost of Goods Sold Through the SG&A Line. Uh, there's a cardinal rule in in CFA investment, when you get the headlines like that, you're in trouble. Who are their auditors? Are they telling these guys what to do? Uh, PwC, I believe, is their auditors. But these numbers are not audited right now. That's the other big question, Mark, is they're releasing unaudited numbers for the sake of giving the market an update because it has been a while that and the worked. market wants it. But, um, but then if you read the risk factors in the release, they mm-hmm. say, look, these are unaudited numbers. No. They could be subject to change. So, right. We got to get you off the radio, Cynthia, because the stock's down two points since you opened your mouth. <laughs> That's a bad thing. Cynthia Coons, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Really appreciate her coming off the call. Uh, she is with Bloomberg News with just terrific service uh, uh, studying uh, this soap opera called Valiant. When do you get the markets open? Bloomberg Surveillance. 
We're counting you down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.